You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. In the dynamic world of enterprise security, identity architects and IT leaders face a major challenge. Growth by repeated acquisitions multiplies the complexity of everything. Multiple IDPs, MFA providers, policy engines that all need to coexist. This can lead to fragmented user identities and policies that create security vulnerabilities and add access friction. Strata Identity solves this. Now you can decommission unneeded IDPs and consolidate the ones you'd like to keep without rewriting apps or disrupting users, engineers, and app owners. Plus, Strata's modular architecture makes it easy to integrate with any identity provider without manual maintenance and coding. Join the ranks of cybersecurity leaders using identity orchestration. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your top identity security priorities, and receive a pair of complimentary AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Step into a new era of identity management at strata.io slash cyberwire. My name is Andrea Little Lombago. I am a computational social scientist. What I wish I had known is that there is no straight line between what you think you want to do and then where, where you end up going. Mine was very circuitous. And so, you know, I started off, you know, an undergrad was a romance language and government major. So I really, again, getting back to my love of international relations, you know, I started there and then want, you know, took about a year off worked in Breckenridge, Colorado as a waitress, and uh, you prepared for grad school. And then in grad school, it was a, a political science, and you focus on international relations and methodology as my core components. And by methodology, that basically means modeling. In, in a quantitative way, how do you model everything from you know, regime-type democracies to authoritarian regimes to what you know the relationship between Uh, military personnel and foreign direct investment. After grad school and I got my degree, I taught briefly at at New York University and then the Department of Defense reached out to me at a conference and I chatted with them and I ended up going to work at the Joint Warfare Analysis Center, which is in Dahlgren, Virginia, and ended up leading a team there of computational social scientists working on a broad range of of factors. A lot of it was counterterrorism, but that's actually where I started getting into more of the cybersecurity angle. But we were one of the first you know, teams to really start thinking about the intersection of cybersecurity and geopolitics and quantitative modeling. An important thing that it taught me working there was, you know, in academia, you have not an endless amount of time, but you have a lot of time to thoroughly do your research, to double check your data, to do everything. You go work in the Department of Defense and it's everything from, you know, we need an answer in the next hour to, you know, we need a couple days to a couple weeks. And so the time horizons really vary. And it initially is very, very uncomfortable to provide some sort of answer within an hour because you haven't been able to check all the data. There are always going to be all these assumptions, but you have to learn how to take what you know, provide the assumptions that are there and still give, you know, your, your, your best input that you can. And being able to turn that quickly and make sure that also it's relevant to a, to a higher audience as well, to more of an executive level audience, you know, it's, it's actually a really tough skill. Being able to do research that is operationally relevant is uh, extremely rewarding. 
I work on the geopolitics of cybersecurity, so I look at how technologies and security interact with what's going on in global events. What I love is is doing research and helping support areas that I I believe fundamentally are linked to our own national security and national security is linked to the preservation of democracy. That to me is just amazing. And it's, you know, it's areas that I love and it's in an area that I think is one of the most important missions uh, of our time right now. And with democracy on the decline around the globe, there's, you know, we need more and more people looking at ways to help preserve democracy within this digital era that we find ourselves in now, because there isn't a playbook for it. Um, that That's sort of one of my my broader goals is, you know, to help inspire and encourage other folks that w- with a similar kind of background to come into this area, because we need more people that look at the intersection of, of the of humans and technology. And so that's where I like to focus. And that's where I you know like to encourage others to come in as well. When I first really was uh, in cybersecurity, I think the biggest challenge I had was, I just remember getting asked almost on a weekly basis, you know, what is a social scientist doing in cybersecurity? And when you keep getting asked that time and time again, you kind of start wondering like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Yeah, you know, they weren't doing it in a, in a malicious way. They're just like, well, that seems weird. And so you do have to kind of question what you are doing in that industry. And I think we do struggle a bit as an industry to, you know, open the doors to, to more people from different disciplines. And so, you know, justifying my existence within the industry, I think, was something that it took me a while to overcome. And um, I, I would say I, I still <laughs> I still ponder it uh, from time to time, but I'm always much more confident in, in my responses on that. And the great thing is, you know, I actually have, over the last year or two, that question has stopped being posed. And I think it's because we're finally at a point where we're starting to see that there are humans behind all the technology. And given that, you need social scientists. So the challenge of knowing how you fit in um, was something that I, I, I struggled with quite a bit. You know, when people think of cybersecurity, they still think of the, the hooded hacker. And while that's an important part of it, that's not the only job a track that you can take. There's just so many different uh, areas within cybersecurity, and you know, we have a huge gap right now as far as having the, the skill sets to, and people and you know, the workplace openings that are out there. So I would say get involved and, 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 and read. You know, hopefully that I helped, you know, open doors to both of you, know, the kind of research, you know, the, the integration of, of the you know, more of the rigorous social sciences and to think about uh, cybersecurity, but opening the doors also just to, to broader you know, disciplines and different people coming into the industry, being part of that transition that makes cybersecurity much more accessible for everyone. Yeah, that, that'd be great if something along those lines happens. So we'll, so we'll, we'll see. IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business.